What is your best hope for your church? What is your best hope for your church? What is your best hope for your family? What is your best hope for your relationship with God? Most of us have an image in our mind of a healthy church and a happy family or a vibrant spirituality. Most of us have an instance back in our own histories that we are longing to return to. A time, maybe, when the church was full, or when the family all sat together for supper Sunday evening. A time when God somehow seemed more present in the world around us and in our own hearts. Most of us long to recover what seems to have been lost. We pray that God would suddenly move powerfully in our hearts, in our families, in our church. We are clinging to this hope, even as we pray, Thy kingdom come. Today we are moving from the Gospel of Mark to the Acts of the Apostles. Now in one sense, this is a break in continuity. The book of Acts is the sequel to the Gospel of Luke, not the Gospel of Mark that we've been traveling through. And yet we are continuing along the same trajectory. The book of Acts follows what happens after Easter morning, which is exactly where we left off last week. Last week, we heard about the women discovering an empty tomb and being told that Jesus will meet them in Galilee. Today we hear how the resurrected Jesus reveals himself to the disciples, convinces him, convinces them that he's alive, and teaches them about the kingdom of God and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But when Jesus commands them to wait for this gift of the Holy Spirit, the disciples ask him that question that's been burning deep in their hearts for a very long time. Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? Jesus, will you be setting up your kingdom now, finally? It's not an unexpected question when you consider all that these disciples had been through in the last three years. As theologian Tom Wright notes, as far as they were concerned, when Jesus called them, they were signing on for some kind of Jewish renewal movement. They believed that God had appointed Jesus to be the true king of Israel. They had seen Jesus like King David of the Old Testament, who for several years was a kind of king in waiting, you know, avoiding King Saul. They had imagined that he would be king in quite some ordinary sense, which was why they had asked him if they could have top jobs in his government. Jesus, with his extraordinary healing power and visionary teaching, would rule from a throne in Jerusalem and would restore God's people Israel. Now this hope 
had been crushed in Jesus' death, but it had been restored with Jesus' surprising resurrection. And so they are wondering together, Jesus, will you be setting up your kingdom now, finally? The disciples ask Jesus about his timing. When? When is the kingdom coming? But this question is also loaded with a variety of assumptions about what this kingdom really is and how it will be ushered in. When, what, how. Jesus quickly dispatches that first question about when. It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, he tells the disciples. And then he goes on to address those implicit questions about what the kingdom is and how it will be brought forward. And from what we hear, it's not at all what those disciples had been hoping for. Jesus turns the expect expectations both about the center of the kingdom and the manner in which folks will enter it in an entirely new direction. People will not come to Jerusalem as Isaiah had once so beautifully depicted. Instead, those who trust in the kingdom will those who trust that the kingdom will come, a trust now founded in the resurrection of Jesus, will leave Jerusalem to go as far as the ends of the earth to witness to what they believe. The future is not one of patiently waiting for God's glory to burst in, but it's one of active witness. What? How? The kingdom won't be restored to Israel. It will stretch out from Israel. Jesus won't be accomplishing this in some sort of instantaneous miracle like when he spoke to those waves on the Sea of Galilee. But the disciples will be commissioned. They will be empowered to be agents of this kingdom's growth. These are the last words the final testament Jesus gives to his disciples before he leaves them in the book of Acts. As soon as he shares this message, he ascends into heaven and he's left from their sight. It's interesting when you reflect on this to realize that Jesus' last conversation with his disciples was setting them straight, was correcting their faulty vision. I mean, after three years of apprenticeship and an additional 40 days of post-resurrection training, they still had it confused. They still had this assumption of when, what, how of his kingdom all wrong. Now, some people think, oh, those dull-witted disciples. But we aren't much different, are we? 
We may have been sitting in the pews or reading daily devotions for 40 years or more. But instead of looking forward to the new things Jesus promises to accomplish through us, we are waiting for him to reestablish that cherished golden age we once knew. We're like those early disciples, looking back at history. But God, it seems, God has bigger plans for us. God isn't interested in moving us backwards. God wants to move us forwards. And God calls us to be actively engaged in these plans. Maybe God's dream for St. Andrew's isn't that we'd have packed pews, a large choir, or a bustling youth group, but that we'd be actively developing a reputation out in our neighborhood, a reputation as a caring community. Maybe God's dream for our family isn't that we'd all be regularly sharing meals around the table, but that we'd be cultivating a shared vision of God's work and God's call in the world around us. Maybe God's dream for us isn't that we'd be increasing in knowledge or even experiencing a deeper spirituality, but that we'd start putting all these things we've learned, all these things we know, into practice as Jesus taught us. I grew up in a small prairie town, and I'm talking small, like 1,300 people at its peak. It's a place where you really, as a kid, couldn't get away with anything because everyone knew who you were and whose you were. Well, in that town, that small town, there was a college, a Bible college, named the Full Gospel Bible Institute, now known as Eston College. And this college had been the vision of a small group of people, including one local pastor, who had bigger dreams than simply growing a church into a center of influence in that small town and the small farming region. He and they were interested in nurturing God's kingdom in the hearts of young leaders, people who would take the gospel message out of the town to other people in other places. He had this vision of a prairie fire starting in the town and spreading outward, burning right across the world. Seems a little grandiose, wouldn't you think? Maybe that a small town, prairie town in the backwoods of Saskatchewan would touch distant parts of the world. But it has. It has. That tiny college in that tiny town has raised up scores of leaders and sent countless teams right across the globe, all to share the message of God's love in Jesus. That fire has even touched Kamloops, 
I mean, it was at a youth conference at that Bible college that uh, as a young person, 16 years of age, I recommitted my life to the Lord. I wouldn't be serving here except for those outrageous plans of that small town's minister and the group of men and women who dreamed with him. Well, could it be that God has bigger plans for St. Andrews, bigger than we have ever imagined? Could it be that God has bigger plans for your family? Could it be that God has bigger plans for your own life? And could it be, could it be that in this time of social distancing, social dislocation, a time that's also been filled with lots of prayer and lots of reflection, we might start to discover the when, the what and the how of God's kingdom. Well, may God send his spirit among each of you. And may he empower you for this incredible, this wonderful, this awe-inspiring work today. Amen, and to God be the glory.